What's up, everybody? Well, we've got a fun episode today, and Diego and I are going to debate and discuss a topic, we'll just call it disappointing women as men, okay? Because uh, just to introduce things, um, he shared a video with me, a YouTube video uh, about a week ago, where I think the title was something along the lines of, uh, get used to disappointing women, if you are a man, and I'm going to bring Diego in, he's he's on with me, but I'm going to do this little quick intro where I describe this video. And in this video, essentially, this guy was talking, giving advice to young men or just men of any age who are dating. And the general advice is to uh, get used to disappointing women. And the main premise of it is when you start dating a woman, you don't want to totally give in to everything that she wants. And you don't want to make too many changes to the way you live your life in order to please her, to make her feel satisfied or happy in a certain way. And the main reason for it is because if you do that, this is what this guy is saying in this video, that if you do that, then what's going to happen is eventually, maybe after a month, two months, three months, whatever it may be, she's all you're, you're, you're no longer going to be the person that you were, that she became attracted acted to. Does that make sense? So like a simple example, just a simple example, the way I think of it. And it's funny because like my head always goes to like physical fitness and lifestyle. A simple example might be, let's say that you're a guy who, you know, maybe like me in general, you go to the gym every day, you know, you eat right and you go to bed early and you get good sleep. So you can be in good physical shape. Well, let's say then you start dating this girl and she likes to go out really late at night and she likes to, you know, uh, not really go to the gym that often and has a different life lifestyle. So you start living more of that lifestyle for, let's say, you know, maybe a month, two months, three months, all of a sudden, what happens is after that time, yes, you've been having fun with her and she loves it. But then all of a sudden you are not the same person that she became attracted to at the beginning because your fitness is falling off. You're not in as good a physical shape. You're not as smart. You know, you're not as sharp mentally. Maybe you're not performing as well at work. You're not the same status as you were before just because you've let yourself slide in other areas. Now, this is this is my own example that I took from it. But that's essentially the idea. He talks about getting used to disappointing women. There are other parts of the video as well. That was kind of the main takeaway is that get used to not doing everything, you know, not sacrificing that much for a woman because it sets too high of an expectation at the beginning. And you also might no longer be the person that she originally was attracted to. All right. So that's my little intro to things. Diego, how are you? How are we doing? <laughs> good, good. I'm having a really... um a really good day. I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to have. I also got a feedback from a couple of students from Keep Talking who've been listening to the podcast, who listened to the podcast that we did a couple of weeks back, mm. and uh, they really liked it. You know, they they really like this this segment that we're creating here. Yeah, the the masculinity debate, and um, the thing that's interesting about it is, even though we have some different viewpoints, when we have a conversation like this, we end up agreeing on a lot of things overall. Um, but let's, let's jump into this topic. It's very interesting. This idea of disappointing women, you and I both have plenty of different dating experience throughout the years, you know, when we're both now in our, well, you know, I'm 34 and how old are you now? Were you 36, seven? I can't remember. I don't know if you want to say it on the podcast, but <laughs> just to give the yeah, audience yeah. an idea. <laughs> no, I have, I have no issue with my age. I really enjoy the years that I've lived and, um, I wouldn't go back. You know, I don't regret any yeah. of the years 
So I'm 37. Yeah, I'm 37. And, you know, it, it brings a whole different perspective having decades behind you, not only years. Mm-hmm. And this is something I want to discuss later on here in the podcast. Okay. Very good. We'll try to remember to come back to that. Yeah. So, you know, just giving the audience an idea, you know, of, of where we are in life, how old we are. And, you know, we both have very different, obviously, you know, dating experiences, experiences with women and all that. And um, so I want to talk about this topic of disappointing women. Um, I think it sounds so sad, like, oh, we're just going to disappoint women all the time. Um, You know, and I've talked on this podcast before about how I think in the past, I was kind of one of those nice guys who finishes last. Uh, I'm doing air quotes here. That's also a very nuanced topic about whether or not nice guys truly finish last or what does it mean to be too nice, the fine line between being, you know, a gentleman, but not so much of a nice guy, the way they talk about it. And, and there's part of in this episode, uh, the or in this video that you sent me the disappointing women there's an element of that it's like don't be too much of a nice guy learn to disappoint your woman the right way um i'm like remembering other little things from the video now as i talk um but when you hear that what do you think when you hear you know that as a man we need to disappoint women in certain ways what's your experience with this well it just brings me back to um being a teenager and the way uh, relationships and flirting and the whole approach, the whole um, chasing the game was was portrayed on the movies and all of this. Uh, in a way, I felt conditioned to be always, in a way, in disadvantage. Always mm-hmm. the one having to take the initiative of talking, making the first move, and all of this. So uh, when I think about it, of course, whenever I had a chance of a girl, in a way, just um, um, have, like um, catching her attention or yeah, that she was interested in, in me, then I, I, of course, I didn't want to disappoint her because uh, she was the dream, right? Especially when there was the, the, the hot one, the mm-hmm. beautiful one that wanted to, right? That everyone, everyone kind of envied me just because she um, was going on a date with me. So there is all these pressure to right to be the best i can be but then how realistic was that you know in Mm. so many ways yeah what do you think well when you say how realistic sorry uh, i just when i ask you a question when you say how realistic was it what do you mean how realistic was it for you to be the best in every way or how realistic was it for you to try to go out with the most beautiful girl or what do you mean by how realistic was how realistic what i mean by that is how realistic it is to be so stressed to be Mm. um there so self-conscious about the things that you that you need to say to sound perfect to sound like the perfect match Uh, right like uh it's not it's not a it's not a fair game for any of you for um because right you're 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 putting on a show you're just yeah. coming out with your best lines and, and you know it just uh, it's, it, it can, kind of be it kind of um, kind of feels rehearsed in a way sure yeah and i think that's definitely true like i said over the past two years in particular i've learned a lot about dating i would have said i was didn't know much about dating in general and, and didn't i mean i had dated before but um this is the first time over these last two years of my life where i've been 
truly dating on a on a pretty regular basis and now finally have have learned some valuable things i think and and that's actually one of the valuable things i've learned is that you know you might as well we might as well just be ourselves as much as possible from the beginning and don't necessarily try that hard to say like the the perfect thing because number one is is women can kind of they can sniff that out anyway you know they they know if you're being authentic sure. and you know w- women women do very well at that for all of the all of the positive and negative things we could say about women women are very good at at reading um how authentic we're being i think in certain situations and i mean actually recently i've had a lot more i have had more success just in general not trying to portray myself as like perfect, you know, um, with different women and just being like, well, yeah, this is, this is who I am. This is what you get. You know, I go to bed at 10 PM at night, you know, like in general, I'm not staying up till, till one o'clock watching movies with you, you know, like this is the way I am. Um, yeah. So just like a little thing. Go ahead. This brings me back to, to, again, to those years, when I started dating that I, I used to look up to the guys who, who, who seemed so natural, right? Did you ever had that feeling? Like just looking up to the, to the older guys that just were, that acted just so natural around women. That for me was very um, hard to grasp mm. all the way until I turned maybe, well, you saw me last time you were in Colombia. I think I was very natural around friends. You know, I was just there to be a friend. I right. didn't even have, right? And uh, um, so how was it for you? How was that experience of just being cool, chill around women? Uh, well, actually, see, this is where it, it this actually hits like um, a point of pain for me because I always kind of like would envy and, you know, get jealous of guys like you, for example, because everything, every time I had, you know, seen you is you were just a very like chill, charismatic person. I have a few other friends who were like that, who just in general, um, women would seem to become attracted to them just because of their personality. Like it's usually just having a bit more of a calm, chill vibe. Um, and you know, maybe you were different when you were younger and maybe, you know, you're different when you were around certain women. I don't know, but like, you know, that's the thing. The thing for me, like as a man is like, I would always get a certain level of attention from women because you know, in general, okay, I'm a tall guy and I'm a pretty good looking guy who's in, I've always been in pretty good shape. Like, so I would get some attention from women in that regard, especially like when I would travel, you know, like if I go to Colombia or whatever, of course, just because I'm something that's exotic for them, you know, I'm just like, oh, you know, los ojos azules, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, I'm, it's an exotic different look. Whereas around here where I live in the U.S., like I'm not uh, that different, you know, there are a lot of other guys who look like I do. Um, so, but like in that regard, I would get attention. Careful, careful, careful what you say, you know, like. You you're mean? gonna you, you're gonna spark an immigration crisis, you know. Like yeah. all these girls are gonna want to go to Minnesota. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I'm for open borders in general. You know, I mean, if we want to get political, like I in general support pretty much open borders. I'm Republican on a lot of issues, but when it comes to immigration, I'm like, you know what? We might as well just we might as well open up the border. Uh, well, let's not even talk about politics. But but I'm I'm for you know immigration. It's, it's a hard process to come here to the U.S., but you know. <laughs> anybody's welcome right but um but, but what i'm what i'm where i'm going with this is for me i would always get some attention from women from like a looks perspective but i would never get any attention from women from like a personality or like 
uh, uh, you know, a charisma perspective. And I would always get jealous of whether it was guys like you or a few other friends I had that would just seem really charismatic in social situations. And um, that was one thing, like still to this day, that's actually a big, like, um, just just something that, that hurts me a little bit. It's like, oh, I wish I could just, I wish I could just be a cooler, more relaxed, chill guy with more charisma. Because most people who know me know that I do have a fairly intense personality in a lot of situations. And for the most part, that doesn't work that well with most women. Like most women are attracted to a guy who just seems more chill and laid back and relaxed. And so that's the personality that I try to portray a lot in social situations. So in a way, I am sort of um, still kind of like faking a more chill laid back personality sometimes, which we could debate whether or not that's good. Um, I don't know what the original question was, but that's where I decided. No, I think, I think, you know, like, I think this has everything to do with what, what, what we're discussing, because at the end of the day, I think that the underlying factor is that maybe you're not chill because there is this expectation to be perfect, to say the perfect thing, to act in a perfect way not to disappoint them because in a way i i believe we've been we've been trained conditioned to see them as a price you know uh yeah not for nothing there is a, the saying um there is a reason for the saying the trophy wife right there is uh -huh. that's right so mm -hmm. then i believe this conversation can be quite interesting for your brain as as you you know, later maybe listen to it or just have with this uh, have these thoughts roaming in your brain, right? Like, how much of that is there, right? And for for the guys listening, you know, how much is there a pressure for you to be perfect and not to disappoint a woman that has, um, you know, we accepted to go out on a date with you, mm -hmm. okay? So let, 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 how, how about we talk about in the last two years for you, how has it been, you know, you've been in these different dates. Yeah. So how, yeah. How do you, how have you felt in those conversations in the first? Well, um, okay. So to go over kind of the last two years, I've probably, it's funny cause I'm actually dating a girl finally a bit more seriously now for the first time we've gotten, we've gotten past like four or five dates, you know, and we're, I mean, we haven't like declared exclusivity, like boyfriend and girlfriend yet, you know, but we're, we're definitely, well, some people call it talking, other people call it dating, but anyway, um, so this is the furthest I've been <laughs> with, with any girl over the past two years, but anyway, so I probably over the past two years have dated maybe like 15 different women. Um, and you know, a couple of them, it was only like one date, a couple of them, it was three or four dates. And then either me or her didn't want to continue it. But I think, so what, what I've learned, I would say is a couple of the things that I learned right away. Well, one of the, one of the big things, and this is always for me and other guys like me is very important is try not to move too fast and try not to show too much interest in her right away. Because for women, that's often a red flag, even if they don't realize it, because it suggests, Oh, well, why is this guy so interested in me? Doesn't he have other options? Women in general, I find are attracted to a man at the beginning who has many other options. And so I would say earlier on in this last two years, I was just doing more in general. I was going further out of my way for women. I remember one time, you know, there was this one girl that I went out with. I've talked about the power struggle. I did a whole episode about the power struggle, right? Where I feel like dating early on when you're dating someone, it is kind of a power struggle in terms of who, who wants the other more. 
and then who is more in power at any given time. And I remember I, I met this one girl who she's absolutely beautiful. I mean, in, in guy, in dude language, she's a 10, you know, she's a 10 out of 10, absolutely beautiful and really has a personality with a lot to offer as well. She's not just a 10 out of 10 total trophy wife that you don't even want to talk to. Like she's a 10 out of 10 and she's a pretty nice girl overall. Right. And I remember when I met her, I, I could have had her in the bag, so to speak, right? Um, because she came up and approached me first at this bar that we were at. Anyway, then we started talking, then we went out on one date. And I remember, this is a longer, much longer story than this, but I remember the first date we went on, we had like a short, it was actually, it was kind of like a dinner. I mean, it was like a, you know, dinner at this not so fancy place, but we went and had dinner. And um, I remember she didn't have that much time because she had some other thing going on that evening. Um, so we had dinner for like an hour, hour and a half. Then she went off to her other thing. We were still, we sent each other a couple WhatsApp messages. And I remember that she lives kind of close to me and she didn't have a car at the time. And she um, was telling me that she was going to Uber home from the other little event that she had went to. And I said, no, no, let me come pick you up. Let me come pick you up and I'll give you a ride home, right? Uh, you're close by, you live pretty close by, let me pick you up. And I like, at first she said no, and then I insisted and then she agreed. And so, you know, I went, I, I picked her up. Heck, I mean, we have been, we, we kissed that night. Like I brought her up, to, I picked her up. We made a quick stop at my my rooftop here because there's a rooftop at um, the building, the complex that I live in. Um, so it's a beautiful night. We're like up on the rooftop. We ended up like we kissed that night. Right. And then, um, you know, we didn't have sex or anything. She didn't stay over. Um, and there's more to the story after this. This wasn't the only date that we had, but this is a girl that ended up putting me in the friend zone after a few dates for multiple reasons. But what happened, see, I think that me, just by me offering her that ride home was a big mistake. I think it was a big mistake because it told her that I didn't have anything else important going on that evening. In general, a woman in my experience over the last year and a half is always more interested in a man who has a lot going on and maybe has, you know, yeah, an hour or two for her at any given point of the day on some random day of the week, but can't be just waiting around being ready to be her Uber driver, right? A more high value man so to speak, would not be able to say, oh, hey, let me pick you up now that your other thing is over. No, 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 no. So that's kind of one um, one story in general. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, you know, I I resist to, to think of us as so manipulable, so predictable, mm -hmm. but, but biology is there. You're right. I mean, when I think about it, um, we we both are both of our brains want the chase they want to be chased um but they also want to chase in a way and, and i would love to to have comments from the girls listening to this mm -hmm. um in a way i feel it activates also their chasing side like you know these guys doesn't have that much time so they're they're gonna make an effort to also chase you down because she really liked you exactly. right she approached you first mm -hmm. so I do think, you know, of course, there are many variables involved, the conversation that you guys also like the personalities and the times, like the, the stage of the life where you are at. Right. right? Um, but yeah, I do think that that might have been a mistake that you you show lots of interest at first. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, very interesting. So in a way, you didn't want to disappoint her unconsciously, right? Mm -hmm. They just wanted to be there, her charming friends. Exactly. And then, you know, here, I want to talk about the, 
the concept of identity. You know, mm. like we've been fed this idea that we need to please women, that we need to be their saviors, their charming prince who mm. will go off and fight a dragon over a freaking tower, right? Yep. Just to have a kiss. <laughs> That's the fucking mm. story from this thing, right? Mm -hmm. um so my question or like what i want to discuss here is value like you just said a value men yeah and yeah. i want to bring it back to the, to the thing we we're discussing before starting recording which is when we're 20 something our value right is yeah. based on some things and then when we turn 30 when we turn 40 our value changes so much Mm -hmm. And also our value in the market. So, you know, what do you think about this? Well, yes. Okay. So value, value is very important. There are high value men and there are high value women. And some people may disagree with this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it all right now. So what makes a man valuable is much, much different than what makes a woman valuable. Okay. As men, what do, we, val what do we value in women? 80% of it, you know, that's a rough number, but 80% is looks. We're basing most of it on physical attraction. Okay. Uh, yes, there are some other things that are important, but in general, just in dude speak here, we're going to take a girl who's a nine out of 10 physically attractive and doesn't really have a great personality versus one with a that's a five out of 10 and has an awesome personality. That's the way that we are biologically wired. It's not fair. It probably shouldn't be that way, but it is that way. And a big part of it is because as most men, we are insecure and that's why we look for the trophy wife because we say, okay, I know that if I can get this other beautiful girl, that these people, my family, my friends are going to think, oh my God, look, Sean got him. He got that absolutely beautiful girl. That's why we want the trophy wife. That's part of the reason that we value physical attraction so much. I think another part of it is because we're, you know, we're just, we're maybe more sexually horny. I think that's a decent word to use than women. Well, that's debatable actually, but w physical attraction is more important to us. And that's why physical attraction is probably always going to be the most important quality that a woman can have. Now, with that in mind, women are at their highest value when at a younger time than men. Okay. Women, I mean, for most of us, we would argue that a woman is at her most physical attraction, physically attractive, let's say between the ages of 18 and 30. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get myself in trouble by talking about girls who are younger than 18 on here, but we find women very physically attractive at a fairly young age. Okay. Probably between 18 and 30. All right. Now for men, what makes a man valuable? To women. Yes, there is a looks element to it, but women are interested in a lot more different things besides just looks. It's more of like a pie chart, whereas maybe 20% is looks. 20% is how much money does the man have? 20% is what's the man's status in society. 20% is what's his personality like? What's his charisma? What's his storytelling ability? It's it's much less about looks. It's a little bit about that, but it's much more about all these other qualities. And these other qualities that we have to develop as men take more time. Men in general mature a bit later anyway. We naturally, you know, girls go through puberty in general a bit earlier. They kind of reach their physical peak, in my opinion, a bit earlier. Whereas with men, I mean, there's the joke out there that men, you know, get better looking with age and blah, 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 blah. But all these other qualities, even more so, we can develop much better with age. In general, a 35-year-old man, is he can much easily be of much more value than a 25-year-old man. And this is often why you see young Younger women 
attracted to older men, right? I see this all the time. Women who are 25 wanting to date me and me, of course, wanting to date them because I'm attracted to them at the peak of their physical beauty, right? And so this is why you commonly see this, okay? Should it be that way? Is it fair? I don't know, but that's the way it is. And so with that in mind, it's very, very hard to be a really high value man as a man who's in your early 20s for example, okay? Because yes, you can be good looking, but it's really hard to at that point have, you know, earned a bunch of money, reached a really high status in society, developed a bunch of skills and a bunch of charisma. You can, but it's very hard because most of those things take time. So I think from a value standpoint, things are just not fair. When you think about all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is very interesting. Just, I, I, again, this is bring me back to all these memories of conversations of, that I've had over the years with my ex-partners. Mm -hmm. And I remember one, um, sh she told me that she left the man because he would do anything she wanted. He would be a pleaser. He would be a very nice, an extreme nice guy. Yep. And she just felt any sort of respect or any sort of attraction for him. And uh, she told me that something that she really, that, that she felt that um, it was unconscious how much she felt attracted to me because I wouldn't give a shit. Like I would be so focused on developing my business and, you know, in a way pursuing my vision and just bringing her into my vision. You know, she, she felt that I, I, I could, that I'm a leader and, and she would just follow me, you know, naturally exactly. her, her biological instinct would be to follow me. And uh Yeah. Uh, and he just, he has changed so much over the years, right? Mm -hmm. So for all the guys listening out there, like, and then, you know, I, you know, I have two boys who are um, 13 um, around that age now that they're going to be teenagers soon. So there's something that I'm going to tell them, you know, like so important. I wish I had a dad who would have told me this, you know, mm -hmm. because I was so desperate when I was 22, when I married, I thought that my ex-wife was the best i was ever going to meet mm -hmm. right? right so i was infatuated with our sex life and i was also like so i married i married thinking that i was gonna not gonna get any better and then i cheated and i just became an asshole when i was like 25 26 when i realized that the older i got yes the more the more game i had in a way mm. in life yeah um yeah what do you think oh man yeah um well, yeah, I certainly think that these are all lessons that, you know, we, sh we wish we would have learned when we were much earlier or when we were much younger. Um, and I'll just tell like one other story because to, to piggyback off of what you said about how, um, you know, as like a woman is not going to be attracted to you if you do everything for her. But if you just are a little bit almost like ignoring her and just you're on your path and she's kind of coming along with you, she's going to be so attracted to that because it shows your ambition. Like the guys that I know that are very successful with women, they, they don't even do hardly anything. Like I have one friend who's, you know, gets a lot of women to come after him and he is, he doesn't ignore them. He'll send them a message saying, you know, Hey, what's up, you know, what, whatever. But, but like he is in no way, trying to please them he's doing his thing and they come to him because they feel that energy they feel the ambition i'm gonna tell another story about another girl that i dated fairly recently that was in this past two years where um let's see this is just more evidence for me and this is why i tell guys that you should take the phrase nice guys finish last seriously for the most part okay yes it's more detailed than that but you should take that seriously here's the story so basically it's this other girl and i never like to mention names in this podcast but this girl that i met 
And, um, you know, I definitely thought that when I first met her, she was really into me as well. We, I thought we were both really into each other. You know, we went on a couple of dates um, and, um, you know, at a couple different times, so she was going through, uh, you know, she had been through a breakup fairly recently. So it was maybe more of a situation where I was kind of the rebound guy and you never want to be that, but that's what the situation was, you know, so I was kind of the rebound guy in this case. But the, the other thing is as well is when you're trying to date women, most, you know, most women in general are not single for that much time um, just because, you know, as guys, we're always trying to find women. Most women, especially attractive women, have lots of guys messaging them all day long anyway. Like it's hard for an attractive woman to be single for a long period of time. It just really is. I mean, the thing that we say in my group of guy friends is hot chicks are never truly single just because there's always they're either still kind of dating that one guy or they're talking to this other guy like they're never just truly fully single. But anyway, you know, this girl. um started dating this girl and she had kind of been recently in this, you know, not good breakup that happened, but you know, she looked like she was ready to date me and we were talking through it and everything. And she told me on numerous occasions, you know, we went out five times or so. She told me at least like three times in no uncertain terms. Oh my God, you are such a nice guy. I don't believe how nice of a guy you are. And, you know, she really liked me the first time or two or whatever. Um, and then you know, after three or four times, it started becoming obvious that she just didn't really want to hang out with me again. I was still kind of pushing for it because I was really into her, you know, so I was trying to hang out, you know, she, she would, she kept going out with me the fourth, fifth time. And then all of a sudden, after the fifth time, it's, it's like, she just realized like, nope, I got to get, I got to get rid of this guy completely. Nope. I want nothing to do with this guy. There was attraction at the beginning, but now I don't want him at all. Got to the point where she totally ghosted me and even got angry with me for trying to continue messaging her. Cause I think I sent her about three or four separate messages, like once per week over the next you know month after that. And she finally got angry with me. She had ghosted me and, you know, um, you know, wouldn't respond to my messages. And then I would send one a week later, just saying, Hey, you know, and like every one of these messages is a very nice message. See, like me in the past, I used to be a really sore loser with this. So I would really get mad if, uh, you know, I would, I would like say, well, you, I would like blame the other person for stuff, but like, not anymore. Now, like I'm, you know, I'm a very nice person. I'm not going to say negative things to anyone. I didn't say anything negative to her. I was just saying, you know, Hey, I, st I feel like we should still keep chatting, hanging out. She finally got to the point where she said, Sean, please stop sending me messages. I don't want to talk to you. Things aren't going to change. And I ask that you respect that. This is a girl that really, really liked me the first date or two dates, maybe even the, the third date. This is a girl that called me. Oh my God, you're such a nice guy multiple times. She couldn't believe how nice I was. And then, you know, within the next month after that, it's Sean, please stop sending me messages. Things aren't going to change. I don't want to talk to you. And literally like I didn't change anything, but the, the thing, these are the things that I still didn't know at the time. The things that I still hadn't gotten through my head after 34 years on this earth is that you cannot be that guy that is doing everything that the woman wants. You can't be that guy that's being super nice. The w women just are not attracted to that. And I have evidence upon evidence that suggests that. So anyway, yes. what do you think? Yes, it's fascinating, you know. Yes. Human biology is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about the reason why you and I have nipples? Why we have nipples? Yeah, I know this is totally off. Like, kind of, <laughs> this uh, is a left a turn. Purple, but, yeah. Well, go ahead. I don't know. Well, because we were female 
are before we turn into male, before our testes, our testes um, uh, um, collapsed, no, they, they, they came down, yeah. they dropped, and um, for our penis, the clitoris uh, came out and grew. We, you know, every every mammal, the, the, the first weeks of right the gestation, we are female, every, right? So um, that's the reason why we have nipples, just in case, <laughs> just in case we turn out to be women, right? So in a way, what I'm thinking here is that we are led to believe that women don't want to chase, but mm. we there is that biology. We both share these energies, these biological things inside of us. So we are more similar than we think. Of course, we have many, many differences. I agree with you in many things. Mm-hmm. But also, I believe it's so interesting to think about in what ways are we similar? Because that just makes us better um, kind of at understanding human biology, right? And, and it's, of course, it's, it's so beneficial for many, for many of our interactions. Yeah, well, what do you think about the idea? Because you keep talking about chasing. So you you argue that women want to chase as well. That like as men, yes. it seems like yeah, as men, it seems like we have to chase, and that's the way it starts. But essentially, women yeah. want to chase. Go ahead. Yes, yeah. yes, I think that culturally we're conditioned for so many things, and so they are culturally culturally um, kind of conditioned not to chase. But I think if we research on you know, anthropologists who study um, tribes who live in the wild, whatever, that maybe the women are more free to chase what they want, what they like, who they, right? I think that all these centuries of conditioning yeah. for them to be the nice girls, for them to be the ones who wants to wait, for, the, for them to feel as private property from a, for, for a man, you know, this is like why I would never agree with Muslim culture, all this. Um, so there's so many things we can talk and hear and discuss and we have a short time remaining, but, uh, it's a fascinating topic for me, biology. Um, I just want to talk about the last thing about this topic, the, the scarcity ma- mindset. Uh. I believe we can let go of the feeling that we are going to disappoint women when we realize that we are running, we are running from a scarcity mindset. Mm. There are plenty of fish out there. And if, you know, it's a numbers game, like you've mentioned many times here in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's an interesting thing too, um, about it being a numbers game, because it's something that like guys like me that have kind of my attitude and outlook on life, we don't like that because we naturally say, well, no, I want to find the one, like the girl that's Uh the one. But then we realize like, no, it's just, <laughs> you're just gonna have better luck seeing it as a numbers game. I we think. gotta we gotta realize this very soon, right? Because that's what led me to marriage, and that's what led me to having a failure and having two kids that are not living with me right now. And this is the, the all the causes of society's problems is mm. families without a father, without a, a strong man in the house. No, not not thinking about violence, but thinking about right. Like, um, right, uh, character. So, um, yeah, scarcity. If we realize this, there's so many interesting, beautiful people that we can get along with. So I believe this mindset in America of the one is so repeated, so, uh, in a way, hammered to your heads. Yeah. What do you think? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a fairy tale. But here's the thing. And now we're getting into a whole different area of debate. Like, I would argue that probably a monogamous relationship where a husband and wife get married and have children together and they live in the same house together is probably the best thing for society in terms of just raising families. Now, do I think that monogamy is the best thing for everyone, particularly men in terms of what we're looking for? to satisfy our sexual desires to, you know, just satisfy ourselves and our, that wanting to chase. Well, no, it's not. Um, I think it is. Okay. Go on. I think it is. And I think we're talking about two different things. I believe um, that if we understand, if we're aware that it is a numbers game, that we're going to meet many people throughout our decades, you know, Mm. um, right. So allow it to happen. We need to allow it and don't infatuate over someone, right? Like uh, understand that it is a process of discovering ourselves, of learning how to socialize, of learning, right? But uh, I believe the the advice that we should be giving is don't rush it. You know, like it's okay Mm. to marry when you're 40 for men, you know, for women, it's okay when you're 32, you know, you still have a great body and very... um, it's just um, a healthy body to give birth, right? right? Um, but then you know, when it comes to um, monogamy, I believe we need to learn to cheat our biology, okay. to hack, yeah. to hack our senses, because in this porn overstimulated, obsessed culture with sex, right. we are, I think, we're becoming numb. And that's why we more mm-hmm. we need more and more and more. I believe we need to all go the opposite place. And this is where I agree with Muslim culture that restriction leads to a better yeah. appreciation of life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also in the Buddhist culture, right? So I believe we need to be having less sex but better sex. Okay. And yeah. less less stimulation. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, because for me personally, I actually kind of agree with that in the sense of that I think I want to be in a monogamous relationship and get married, just knowing that that element of like restriction, and in this case, restricting yourself to one person does make life better and, and you know, make us stronger overall. Um, but and because I am into that as well, like, you know, Muslim culture and just the restriction and yeah, the, the good things that it gives you. And it's not just Muslim culture, obviously, but right. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, unfortunately, the time just goes by fast when we're doing this. We, we need have... to, we need to, we need to keep talking and we need to keep talking another time. <laughs> I know we have one more minute left, but any final thoughts that you have for today's episode where we only have one more minute? Oh, no, you know, like, well, I just want to say, guys, if you're listening to these, please send us comments. Let us know what you think. There's, you have so many ways of reaching us, especially through Instagram, I think is the best. Just send us a comment of what you think of this and what topic you would like us to expand on later on as we're having these discussions every week love it well yeah i don't have anything else to add for today but um thanks parce and um yeah all right well we'll talk again soon yeah ciao ciao ciao